Welcome to Greenfish Blue Oceans, the podcast where stories about seafood are good for you in the oceans. I'm Maureen Barry. This week, I'm tackling H is for halibut and habitat. But first, I want you to subscribe to Greenfish Blue Oceans on iTunes or Google Play and give me a five-star rating or four-star or whatever, because you know how cool this podcast is. So thanks for that. Hey, welcome back to the H is for halibut part of the program. So two weeks ago, I bought two pounds of fresh wild Alaskan halibut. FedEx brought the fish to my doorstep overnight. It was pearly white, glistening, and had a clean, fresh smell. My first thought wasn't about how I would cook it, but that I wished I'd bought more. At the time, I ordered two pounds seemed like a lot for just the two of us. I mean, four-ounce portions is what I normally cook, so we'd have four meals. But inside that box, those four eight-ounce portions didn't look like much at all. Every spring when I order wild Alaska halibut, I swear it is the best fish and that I could eat it every day. Elvis says, you'd get tired of it, but I just shake my head, nah, I think you're wrong. But actually, he's right in a way. I wouldn't get tired of it, though. But I do only eat it in moderation for two reasons. One, because of its status on the conservation list. And that depends on where it comes from. So we'll talk about that in a minute. And two, the price of the fish. So halibut can be found in both the North Atlantic and North Pacific and Greenland areas. Pacific halibut are found in Alaska and Canada and are considered good alternatives by Seafood Watch and best choices by Environmental Defense Fund. And hey, get this as a side note, halibut is both wild and farm-raised. Not that that should surprise you since more than half the fish we eat is farmed. The farmed fish comes from Canada And that halibut doesn't get the nod of approval or the green rating from Seafood Watch because the feed is mostly wild fish, and that is not sustainable. Now, the halibut in the North Atlantic is a problem because of overfishing. So get this. According to Seafood Watch, Atlantic halibut are expected to recover by the year 2056. But the peeps at Monterey Bay Aquarium aren't exactly feeling all warm and fuzzy about this. So in 2056, I don't know where you'll be, but I'll be 95 years old. God, that's actually a little depressing. Both the halibut recovery and my old age. So should you eat halibut? Well, if you see Atlantic halibut at the market or online, pull a Nancy Reagan. Just say no. If it's harvested from the North Pacific or Greenland, then say yes, in moderation, of course, and if you can afford it. For instance, that halibut I bought a few weeks ago, I paid $40 per pound, which sounds fucking ridiculous right now when I say it out loud. That did include shipping from Alaska. So yes, it's a splurge. It was special. It was springtime. It's what I do. And it was well worth it. My mother-in-law, Mama B, 
who I never met, always said, because I hear my husband say it all the time, chicken today, feathers tomorrow. So thanks for that, Mama B. I love that saying. Now, the halibut we buy and eat in restaurants and at the market are landed on large commercial boats using a bottom long line. Other methods to fish halibut are bottom gill nets or trawls, which produce a lot of bycatch, and that's not sustainable. So remember I did a B is for bycatch a few months ago. You can go back to iTunes or the Greenfish Blue Oceans website to listen to all that if you need to a refresher on what that is. Halibut are graded by size on the boat. Halibut range from 20 to 30 pounds, 30 to 40 pounds, and 40 to 50 pounds. Most are in the 20 to 30 pound range. Fishermen remove the head, creating a product called H&G for headed and gutted, and then take the H&G fish to the docks for further processing. Now, there are some monster halibuts swimming around on the ocean shelves. Halibut can grow up to seven feet long and weigh over 500 pounds. Now, that's a lot of eating. So if you want to see one of those monster fish, I put a link in the show notes for a YouTube video so you can see all that. Now, those are all recreational fishing vessels, just FYI. I've personally never fished for halibut. So I reached out to my friend Tammy, who works at Copper River Seafoods in Anchorage, Alaska, who has gone halibut fishing. Tammy says it's her favorite type of fishing. And now, if I knew a little bit more about this software editing, you would be listening to Tammy tell her experience instead of me. So be patient, my listeners. Interviews are coming to Greenfish Blue Oceans. Now, if you've ever bottom fished for any species, you know the drill. Drop the weighted bait until it hits the ocean bottom, or in the case of the halibut, the ocean shelf, and then you wait. And then you wait. Now, if you've never bottom fished, then think about this. Tammy says, hooking a halibut is like pulling up a barn door. That's how big these fish can get. So when can you buy fresh halibut? Wild Alaska halibut season runs March through almost November, but it's not steady at that time of the year. So if you see it in the store or are offered it in a restaurant, go for it. You will not be disappointed, but you will probably be in the mood to spend money. Just saying. (laughs) Now, my fresh halibut was caught in Seward, Alaska, off the Lady Simpson. And I know there's probably a Simpson joke in there. But I think I'm the only person I know who doesn't watch The Simpsons. So anyway, if you've got a good Simpsons joke that has to do with fish, hit me up. I'd love to hear it. Most of the commercial Alaskan halibut is coming in from Seward, Homer, and Whittier, Alaska, according to Tammy. Now, if you're curious about where that is, download the new Google Earth app. You will love it. So, have you ever seen what a halibut looks like? You probably did if you went to that video. So, if you haven't gone to that video yet, I'm going to say this is one mofo funky fish. Halibut are flat fish with both eyes on one side of the head. Its mouth is twisted downward so that when it lays on flat on the ocean shelf, it can eat. And it loves crustaceans and small fish. Now, this is the seafood world. So, of course, to make things confusing... There are several other species of fish that have these same characteristics 
the body shape, the eyes, and the mouth thingy. There's lemon sole, flounder, dab, brill, dover sole, and, well, you can see why knowing what you're buying can be a challenge if you just saw a piece of whitefish in the case at the market. Of all the similar species, though, turbot is the closest fish to halibut. But you're not going to be thinking about much of this when you eat halibut because halibut is so delicious. It has a mild flavor, it's firm, yet it melts in your mouth. My favorite way to cook halibut is seared in a hot skillet on the stovetop and then finished in the oven. Actually, this is my favorite cooking technique for any fish that is thick and firm. The first recipe I made was a miso glazed halibut adapted from a recipe card that came in the box from the fish from Copper River Seafoods. Think salty, sweet, and a tangy bite. I mixed up a spinach salad. Oh, it was amazing. So here's what I did that morning. I whipped up the sauces and salad. It took about 20 minutes. When it was time to cook later that evening, I removed the sauces and salad from the fridge along with the halibut. I preheated the oven to 400 degrees and turned the heat to medium on an oven-proof skillet at the same time. I used cast iron most of the time, FYI. This is a fail-proof cooking method for me. Maybe for you too, I don't know. Depending on your equipment, you might need to play around a little bit. So for instance, when the oven chimes that it's heated to 400, then I know the skillet is hot enough to cook the halibut. To be sure though, hover your hand an inch above the skillet. When you feel the heat radiating up, like you know with absolute certainty, you'd never touch that surface. You know your pan is ready. Now, if you don't want to rely on that method, try this. Flick a few drops of water into the skillet, and if the water bounces and sizzles away, you're good to go. However, you still need your oven to be 400 degrees since you only cook the fish for about three minutes on one side before you turn it and place it in the oven. Now, if you have a thin piece of fish, you won't need to transfer it to the oven. You can just cook it on the stovetop when the skillet's hot and ready to go. While the oven and skillet preheat, gently press water from the halibut between paper towels. You may need to repeat this step a few times. You want that fish to be dry. Then season both sides of the fish with kosher salt and ground black pepper. Swirl a tablespoon of canola oil in the skillet. You can add a dab of butter if you want. I, I do sometimes. The oil should shimmer. And if it doesn't, then wait until it does before you put that fish in the skillet. Place the halibut top side down in the skillet. Resist the urge to move the fish once it's in the pan. You want that fish to have a really nice sear. Set your timer for three minutes, then turn the fish to the other side and place the skillet in the oven for five, maybe six minutes to finish, depending on the thickness of the fish. Halfway through the oven cooking time, baste the miso sauce over the top of the fish. This is for halibut that is one inch thick. A good rule of thumb for fish is 10 minutes of cooking per inch of fish, but Rules were meant to be broken, just saying. The more you cook, the more you'll get a feel for how long that fish should be in the oven. While the fish is in the oven, drizzle the dressing over the salad, toss it and divide it between plates or oversized bowls. Sip some wine, relax. 
Then remove the fish from the oven. Top the salad with the fish. Oh, man. That fish was amazeballs. Now, the second recipe I made was lemon caper halibut. So I used the same cooking technique and even made the sauce ahead, but only by about 30 minutes because it took about 20 minutes to make the sauce, and I like to chill a little when I'm playing in the kitchen. When the fish went in the oven, I brought the sauce back up to a simmer and finished it with a pat of cold butter to thicken it. However, with this recipe, I didn't baste the fish while it was in the oven. Instead, I plated the halibut and spooned a generous amount of the lemon caper sauce over the top and around the sides of the fish. It was tangy, buttery sweetness. Mmm. I could eat halibut every day. Now, if you want more information about these recipes or any other cooking tips, hit me up on Facebook or shoot me an email. All right, enjoy a little rock music. I'll be right back to finish up with H is for Habitat. Hey, welcome back to the H is for Habitat part of the program. This is going to be short and sweet, folks. So, so what can I tell you about habitats that you can't Google or don't already know? Well, I want to start with a basic definition, then move on to my top five ways to protect and preserve our marine habitats. First, a marine habitat is an environment that is inhabited by a living creature or being. And as you know, a marine habitat are delicate, special places. There are coastal habitats, open ocean habitats, surface habitats, and ocean bottom habitats. The ocean's habitats and its creatures are affected by temperature, acidity, carbon, weather, waves, and pollution. Which is why it's important to be mindful about everyday living. What we do on land affects our oceans. So make your actions count and help protect our rivers, lakes, and ocean habitats. Here are my top five ways to help protect our habitats and the creatures who rely on them, including humans. Number one, eat sustainable seafood. <laughs> no brainer, right? Okay, number two, stop using plastic straws and use recycled plastic only. Okay, so that was a twofer. Number three, and speaking of plastic, please Please, please bring your own bags to the market already. They're everywhere. Everybody gives them away. Four, volunteer at a beach cleanup or waterway cleanup in your area. Lakes and rivers need love too. That sounded a little Charlie Brown, huh? <laughs> that was kind of cute. Okay, number five. Lastly, here's a big one. Vote for officials who care about the environment and stay involved. Sign those petitions. Make your voice count. We will all benefit from a cleaner, healthier environment. All right, so that's a wrap for H's for Halibut and Habitat. Thanks for listening to Greenfish Blue Oceans. And don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Next up, I is for ICE and IUCN, International Union for Conservation of Nature. Lastly, if you know someone who would like to sponsor this podcast or know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please share. And if you're new to Greenfish Blue Oceans, let's connect. 
find me online at maureencberry.com or shoot me a message. Thanks again and have a great two weeks.